Thank you, Sheila. What a great prelude. Sounds very renaissance-y. So thank you for that. That was gorgeous. <clears throat> Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're just going to hold off that all those Christmas thoughts for a few more hours, and then we'll be doing Christmas. But right now, it's that fourth Sunday of Advent, and uh, the words to our next song, All Earth is Hopeful in, in Expectation and Waiting for the Arrival of That Birth. So uh, Alberto Tolle wrote this piece, All Earth is Hopeful. <coughs> Welcome to Trinity. Glad you're here. Hopeful, the Savior comes at last. Furrows lie open for God's creative task. This the labor of people who struggle to see how God's truth and justice set everybody free. People of Israel, you heard the prophet tell. A virgin mother will bear Emmanuel. She conceived him, God, with us, our brother whose birth restores hope and courage to children of this earth. Mountains and valleys will have to be prepared. New highways opened, new protocols declared. Almost here, God is nearing in beauty and grace. All clear every gateway, in haste come out in haste. us free. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Advent 4 this morning. Uh, thank you for coming out. We really weren't sure how many people would come out this morning. Uh, so we, we, we are so appreciate you every Sunday when you come out, but especially this morning, because we just weren't really sure uh, with people coming back tonight how many would come out this morning. So we're honored by your presence. Uh, a hello to all those online, across the island, across the country. We're honored by your presence uh, as well. Uh, we're going to be lighting four Advent uh, candles this morning, which is a sign that we are edging closer uh, to the celebration uh, this evening. The order of service is printed before you in the bulletin. Everything will be projected for you uh, as well. If it's comfortable for you, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
are gathering him, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Continue with our Advent litany, responsive reading for this morning. Glory to God in the highest. And peace to God's Blessed are you, Prince of Peace. You re- rule the earth with truth and justice. Blessed are you, Son of Mary. You share our humanity. Blessed are you, Son of God. You dwell among us as the Word made flesh. I invite you to be seated as we move to our hymn of praise and lighting of the uh, candles of the Advent wreath. If you've been here uh, during these last four weeks, you might remember the first was the prophet's candle, remember the prophecy of the Old Testament. The second was a Bethlehem candle, uh, remembering this scene where the uh, manger is empty at this time, but everyone's traveling to get there. Uh, And then um, last week, the shepherd's candle, the shepherds in the field. Today, the angel's candle. And the storytelling will really begin now with song as we, uh, our hymn of praise, the Annunciation and the Magnificat. Nazareth to a woman whose name was Mary. 
angels said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. You shall bear a child, and his name shall be Jesus, the chosen one of God most high. And Mary said, I am the servant of my God, I live to do your will. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you. You have looked with love on your servant Come, Lord Jesus, the waiting wreath will be completed this day, or all four candles are now lit, darkness is now giving way to light, and so we lift our hearts to you in worship, praying, come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Be our guest this Christmas, be the guest of our hearts, our Savior, our Rabbi, our beginning and our end. Come, Lord Jesus, we wait. Amen. We turn now to the reading of Scripture. The Gospel lesson is from the first chapter of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. 
for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. From heaven came his wings as drifted snow his eyes as flame all hell said he thou lowly maiden Mary most highly favored lady Gloria For known a blessed mother thou shalt be All generations flower and honor thee Thy son shall be Emmanuel By seas foretold Most highly favored lady Glory Gentle Mary meekly bowed her head To me be as it pleaseth God, she said My soul shall lord and magnify His holy name Most highly favored lady Emmanuel the Christ was born in Bethlehem all on a Christmas morn and Christian folk throughout the world will ever say most highly favored lady Gloria and Christian folk throughout the 
world will ever say. Most highly favored lady, Thank you, Jana, uh, Carl, and Ron, and Sheila. Um, thank you. Jana's also singing tonight, I think. So she's coming back and singing tonight. Is that right? Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe you're not, but I, okay. We're thankful for you singing this morning. Uh, and Orion, thank you. Orion was up, I know, all night long at the hospital, and uh, we're uh, but he wanted to be here this morning with his church family, and we appreciate that, Ryan, Orion, as, as well. And as I said, we appreciate each of you being here. It's really, this is a season about stories, and stories are told, as we've experienced this morning, through the reading of Scripture, through the singing of songs, through the, uh, uh, through the nativity scenes. Uh, in so many ways, the story comes to us. We meet so many beautiful, romantic, and faithful figures in Advent. As we journey towards Bethlehem, their stories come together to inspire us. Uh, they were the chosen ones. They were the chosen ones of the chosen people. So we might say that they were twice chosen, right? They were, as you heard, highly favored. And through them, God would change the world. And that is not an exaggeration at all. And of course, in the process of changing the world, their lives would be changed as well. The women, Mary and Elizabeth, the men, Joseph and John the Baptist, and 2,000 years later, they are household names. Mary, more than a household name, is certainly the most revered, the most famous woman who ever lived. The angel came from God to a town called Nazareth, whose name was Mary. The angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. Highly favored. That's an interesting title, is it not? Would you like that title? Highly favored? What does it mean to be God's highly favored? What benefits come with that title? It seems to me that everybody in our story was highly favored by God. Rejoice, O oh, highly favored, for God is with you. Elizabeth. Elizabeth was an older cousin or an aunt to Mary. Elizabeth had never been able to have children of her own, a painful reality for sure, a painful reality experienced by some in our community. She was married to a Jewish priest by the name of Zechariah. As the Advent story unfolds, an angel by the name of Gabriel came to Zechariah as he was in the sanctuary in Jerusalem offering incense to God. And the angel shared unbelievable news. The angel said, your prayers have been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will name him John. You have been chosen to be the parents of the one who will prepare the way for the Messiah. Zechariah 
and Elizabeth, you are highly favored with God. Zechariah scratched his head, and he spoke a few Hebrew words that would mean nothing to you. So let me translate. Are you sure? Are you sure you got the right guy? I'm old. I'm as old as dirt. And my wife, she is not as old as I am, but let's just say she's getting on in years too. With that, the angel Gabriel, offended by the old priest and the old priest's lack of faith, rendered Zechariah mute. Do you have a mute button on your TV or your phone? You get the idea. Zechariah was muted by the angel. He could not speak. Now imagine a pastor who could not speak. No, let's not do that. <laughs> he was muted, and he would remain muted until his son was born some nine months later. And so it was, as the angel said, Pastor Prime Elizabeth was now pregnant, joyfully and unexpectedly pregnant with a muted husband. She would remain in seclusion for the first five months of her pregnancy. Now, reflecting on this improbable pregnancy, Elizabeth said, This is what the Lord has done for me. He has looked upon me with favor. Rejoice, so highly favored, for you have been chosen. Now, Mary, what about Mary? Mary was a teenager. She may have been 15 years of age. She lived in a small village of Nazareth. Mary was engaged to a somewhat older man by the name of Joseph. Joseph was a carpenter, by all accounts, a good blue-collar man. Mary and Joseph were enjoying the courting period before the wedding. Now, during this time, they would continue to live in their own homes with their parents, and they would see each other only with proper supervision. In this dating period, they would get to know each other better and become acquainted with the rest of the family. After all, you know, for better or worse, you pretty much get the whole family on the wedding day. Amen? Engaged and courting, it was a time of joy and anticipation. Together they dreamed of life, life together, life in front of them that they would share. Meanwhile, outside of Jerusalem, in the village of Enkarim, Elizabeth was now six months into her pregnancy. Remember, it was a day before cell phones, no texting, no email, meaning that Mary had no way of knowing this good news. Then the angel Gabriel showed up in Nazareth. He found Mary there and said, Greetings, favored one. There's that title again. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. This greeting frightened Mary. I think it's safe to say that we, too, would have been frightened. Gabriel continued, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You shall bear a child, and his name shall be Jesus, the chosen one of God Most High. And Mary said, How can this be? I'm not married. I have no husband. And in case you're wondering, our dates, they were all supervised. This is impossible. The angel said, Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. And now I have more news for you, Mary. Your relative, Elizabeth, she's pregnant also. That's right, the one who was thought to be barren is now in her sixth month. Now Mary, not wanting to risk being muted, simply said, let it be. Let it be according to your will. I'm the servant of the Lord. 
Now, when Joseph got this news, he was, um, well, he was not amused. He knew where babies came from. He knew that he was not the father of this child. The story of the angel was, uh, might we say, just a little much for him. Now, Joseph had options. He could have had Mary stoned to death, messy, a little mean-spirited, but perfectly legal. But Joseph was a good and righteous man. He wished Mary no harm. She had, it seemed, broken their engagement contract. And so now Joseph decided to break off the engagement, but he would do so quietly. That night, Joseph closed his eyes to sleep, and it was then that an angel appeared to him in a dream, saying, Do not be afraid, Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife. Her story is true. She is chosen by God, and you, my friend, are highly favored. Highly favored, I say, for you will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, and you will raise him as your own. What's a carpenter to do? Meanwhile, Mary left town. She got out of Nazareth. She went on a journey to the village where Elizabeth lived. She went with haste to check out the angel's story. And when she arrived, Elizabeth met her at the door. She was showing big time. The women laughed and they sang. The baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped for joy. And Zachariah just sat there unable to say anything. They were highly favored, all right. Highly favored. The pregnant, unwed teenager, the bloated, middle-aged mother-to-be, the confused carpenter, and the mute old man. Is this what it looks like to be highly favored, chosen by God? But what about that other Advent Hall of Famer we haven't yet talked about? What about John? What about the baby in the womb of Elizabeth? God had chosen him to be the last in a line of prophets. God had chosen him to prepare the way for the long-awaited Messiah. John was certainly highly favored. Well, 30 years after his birth, John was preaching in the sunshine and baptizing in the Jordan. He was welcoming sinners and letting the religious folks have it. He was confident. He was full of conviction. He was highly favored. But that's not where we find John in the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. No, in the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, John is in prison, the chosen one, in prison. John is languishing there day after day in the darkness, and his faith was shaken. He heard many stories about the one that he had baptized in the Jordan River. He had heard these stories, amazing reports of miracles and healings by his cousin Jesus. And yet, the highly favored prophet John sat in prison day after day. Now, he was impressed with what Jesus was doing. But he was disappointed that Jesus was not doing more. Why wasn't he casting the powerful down from their thrones? Why wasn't he uplifting the humble of heart and getting him out of prison? So John sent some of his followers to ask Jesus point blank, Are you? Are you the one who is to come? Or should we wait for another? And Jesus answered them. They said, Go tell John. Go tell John what you hear and see that the blind receive their sight, that the lame walk, that the lepers are cleansed, that the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. Tell him that. And then Jesus said of John, Truly I tell you, 
among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. None greater than the highly favored John the Baptist. And yet, John was sitting in a prison, a caged man. His faith was shaken. He doubted Jesus. He was not sure what God was doing. None greater than John, whose head would soon be on a platter, executed for sport. Let's go back to John's mother, the highly favored Elizabeth. How did her journey play out? She had such high hopes when little John was born. She prayed as she nursed him. She dreamed of how his life would play out. After all, her son was highly favored, and she had waited so long for this child. Well, the miracle child would grow up and reject the traditions of his father. He never called home. He never sent Mother's Day cards. Her son John would live in the wilderness, wear a leather girdle, eat bugs, and die in prison. Mary? Mary, the highly favored mother of our Lord? What was her journey like? Well, shortly after his birth, nursing child held close to her breast, she would be on the run. A refugee fleeing violence, crossing borders without a passport hiding out in Egypt to protect Jesus from King Herod. And when they did return to Nazareth, Mary would raise her precious son, a son who would never really belong to her. Jesus would never take a wife. He would never give Mary grandchildren. He would abandon a good job at the carpentry shop to wander the countryside preaching. Her son would die on a cross between two criminals. Rejoice, O Highly favored, for God is with you. Yeah, we meet so many beautiful, romantic, and faithful figures in Advent. They were chosen and obedient. But let's be honest, they were also bewildered and troubled, and they were bitterly disappointed. You see, they did not know how God was working. They could not understand why God's chosen would suffer so much. I have good news for you, my friends. You are highly favored. You are baptized. You are the children of God. You are loved always by God. You are faithful and you are kind and you are compassionate. I have seen it. You are mostly, sometimes, occasionally obedient. (laughs) And your ministry, your, your ministry in your workplace, in your homes, is a sacred calling Your ministry Monday through Friday makes a difference in our community and a difference in the world. And I am confident in saying that you are highly favored by God. I am confident in saying that God is pleased with your faithfulness and your service. You are highly favored like Elizabeth and Mary. You are highly favored like John and Zechariah. And you should expect nothing less than what they got. Expect nothing less. Expect nothing less as you raise your children, as you navigate your precarious journey, as you lick your sores, as you sit in the prisons of this world, as you wait forever for those doctor's appointments. You see, there's no easy road through this life. You know that. There are no guarantees in this life. You knew that. There are no meaningful explanations when good people suffer. There are no easy answers 
And sometimes we cannot help but shake our heads like John the Baptist and say, is that all there is? I am faithful and I am favored and I will die like all the rest? Are you the one, Jesus? Or should we wait for another? And to that, my friends, I answer using the words of the angel. Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. We are not alone. God is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And so in faith and in doubt, facing an uncertain tomorrow, we will find ourselves in times of trouble. And when we do, let us answer as Mary did. Let it be. Let it be, I am a servant of the Lord. We are on the road to Bethlehem, my friends. We arrive tonight. myself in times of trouble mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be and in my hour of darkness she is standing right in front of me speaking words of wisdom let it be let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. When the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. Though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be There is still a light that shines on me Shine until tomorrow, let it be I wake up to the sound of music Mother Mary comes to me 
speaking words of wisdom let it be and let it be let it be let it be let it be whisper words of wisdom let it be 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 whisper words of wisdom let it be 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 there will be an answer let it be may remain seated uh, as we lift our hearts uh, to God in prayer. Orion will lead us in the prayers. Each petition will end, uh, let your will be done, and our response, oh, hear our prayer. Song response. who stands alongside us, steps into our stories, and accompanies us through life. Emmanuel, hear our prayer. Creator God, we are grateful for your presence with us. You know our predicaments and our fears. You know our brokenness. In times of trial, let it be that we would call on you for your help and consolation. Let your will be done. You are Emmanuel in every way and at all times, God with us. In a world full of deception, you are steadfast. You light candles for us. You fill us with reckless hope. You sow dreams of justice and peace. Let it be that we would follow your lead and be bringers of hope, workers for justice and peace in your name, and bearers of the light into a dark world. Let your will be done. stand with us in the midst of hardship and sickness, in times of confusion and trouble, in grief and loss, you stand with us. You never tire of accompanying us on this journey. You offer us, even in the midst of life's hard moment, glimpses of joy. Sparrows bouncing along city sidewalks, children dressed up as archangels, the touch of a friend's hand, let us be brave to walk in the night times of our lives, knowing that you, God of the twinkling star, will lead us again out of darkness. May we do the same for others. Let your will be done. Oh, hear the prayer that we bring, oh God. Let your will, 
us to extend joy, not as denial, but as defiance, not as a distraction, but as a lifeline, a promise. God of laughter, God of the happy surprise, let it be that your deep joy fills our hearts. Let your will be done. Let it be, we humbly ask, as we make our way to that luminous cradle in the straw and the one who would lead us on the way toward abundant life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. I invite you to stand up and share the peace this morning. Thank you for sharing in that greeting of peace. Thank you for sharing in that greeting of peace. Lots of, uh, lots of good energy there as you're reconnecting. And uh, we don't really want that to stop. We just want that to pause for a few minutes as we move towards the end of the service. And we want you to take that right over into the gym for a time of coffee and cookies and fellowship together. Uh, no Sunday school today, no adult forum today. You just have time to uh, be there and enjoy time together and then uh, uh, greet people as they're coming in, as you're heading out, of, as they come for the 10 o'clock service. Uh, not a lot of announcements today. Uh, I should tell you just a couple things about schedule. Uh, we have a four o'clock service, which is uh, family-oriented, the time machine, lots of fun. This is going to be transformed. The uh, chancel area will be transformed, and we'll have visitors from 2,000 years ago making appearances uh, to tell the story to children. And then at 6 and 8, we have Holy Communion services with candlelight, ending with the singing of Silent Night here at 6 and 8 o'clock. And uh, we're kind of moved to East Coast time so you could get home before it was too late. Um, but uh, so 6 and 8 o'clock uh, tonight, if you can join join us. Yeah, Orion, what's your announcement? Okay. Uh, as you're coming up. So that, and then also notice that next, uh, next Sunday morning, uh, we're on holiday schedule on the 31st. And that would be services at 8 and 10. Again, won't affect you, but 8 and 10. Orion, what do you got to tell us? I wish I had cleared this with Jim before I came up here, but two hours. <laughs> yeah, I know how this, I already know how that's gonna work. So last night I'm at Whidbey General and um, Brad has fluid building around his heart. He is okay. Uh, we get home around 3 a.m. I wish it were sooner, but it is what it is. The part of the reason it wasn't sooner is how things unfold in a hospital. And we were able to check ourselves in, but the medics come in, you know, 911, and they uh, come before you. So Brad keeps getting interrupted, pushed down the line. 
at the end, a man comes in uh, who has OD'd on fentanyl. His mother has called 911. He was on the floor. He was taken to the hospital, and they were without rooms. And so he had to share the room with Brad. They supplied Narcan. The guy came to. He couldn't, you know, he was stumbling around, couldn't say much at first. And similar to John, you could say he's there in a prison. But God is looking out for him, grants him another gift of life, a second chance. And he, his mom comes to pick him up. But before he leaves the room, and he is present again, conscious, he turns to Brad and he says, Merry Christmas. And I think that says a lot for all of us and all of God's children. And that's how I feel when I'm with you. So I feel when I'm with Pastor Jim. God bless us. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Orion. Thank you. Yeah. Good story. A Christmas story. A Christmas story. No inn, uh, no room in the inn. And uh, so came in to Brad's room as well. Uh, this week, uh, today we have five services. So then your staff's going to take a few days off. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the church office will be open. But Friday, tell us what's happening on Friday, Carl. On Friday at 2 o'clock right here, there is a concert. It's Jeff Cohen and uh, um, friends from, uh, from Orcas and from uh, all over the place, actually, in the state of Washington. And... Um, it should be a wonderful jazz in the classics um, uh, concert. And he, we talked yesterday, and he said, well, our singer has COVID. Oh, OK. And so she might be here, and she might not. And so it might be them and me, or it might, you just never know. It's a surprise. But so this Friday at 2 o'clock, there's going to be a wonderful concert, followed by a wonderful ice cream social, all in time to get you home before dark. So concert at two, ice cream, free ice cream? Free ice cream. They'll be there. <laughs> That's my experience with Lutherans. Free food, they'll be there. So Friday, when you're looking for something to do, bowl games, whatever, uh, come out at 2 o'clock for a concert, ice cream social, spend time with your church family. Lots of other announcements, always in the bulletin. Pay close attention to those. And... Um, no, I think nothing else here for right now. Okay. As we transition to the end of the service, so we're going to uh, sing together. And uh, I would invite you to stand. We're going to sing our transition hymn, What Child Is This?
now we pray together as Jesus taught us, singing the Lord's Prayer. as you go forth from this place of worship, go out those doors and find your place of ministry and service. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn, Go Tell It on the Mountain.